famous child leaders. King Tut, known ultimately for having a tomb that was left untouched by grave robbers until discovered in the 1920s. Now, when he was a young man, he never thought he'd see people stand in line to see the boy king, King Tut. I'm not gonna sing anymore. Pu Yi, the last emperor of China, lived the later years of his life as a gardener. You have Kings Joash and Josiah from the Old Testament. Joash from 2 Kings 11 and 12 became king at age seven. His servants killed him when he was 30. Josiah from 2 Kings 22 and 23 became king when he was eight. He had quite a go as king, being described like this in 2 Kings 23, 25. Before him, there was no king like him who turned to the Lord with all his heart, with all his soul, with all his might, according to the law of Moses, nor did any like him arise after him. He was killed by the Egyptian Pharaoh Necho when he was 39. There are stories of child leaders throughout history, most often, if not always, associated with people who became leaders because of a family line. You can find child leaders in the movies. Mikey, Chunk, Data, Andy, Mouth, Steph, Brand, they're heroes in The Goonies. There's that kid Kevin from Home Alone. He single-handedly foiled an attempt of burglars in the house. Charlie Bucket the hero of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Harry, Hermione, and Ron are among the child heroes in the Harry Potter movies. Katniss is the hero of the Hunger Games trilogy. Rey is the hero of Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. When we've seen child leaders in movies and television over the years, we may have been in awe of them or we may have laughed with them. But we usually think that in the real world, children don't rise up as leaders of everyone. It's too bad that we have chiefly been programmed to think that. We have Malala Yousafzai, winner of the 2014 Nobel Peace Prize. We have Greta Thunberg, the 19-year-old Swedish environmental activist on climate change whose campaigning sparked an international movement. And Marley Diaz, the 17-year-old who, when she was 12, started a campaign to help improve diversity in children's literature. Her hashtag 1000 Black Girl Book campaign has recognized more than 9,000 books and counting. And this week's reading for the second week of Advent from Isaiah 11, 1 to 10, turns our ideas around again. There are some familiar images from the reading a few weeks ago from Isaiah 65 about animals that don't spend lots of time together getting along, becoming buddies. And this time another idea comes up. A little child shall lead them. I love that part. We hear the phrase, a little child, and I start to think about Jesus. And if anything gentle and kind reminds us of Jesus, I think that that's great. But I'm not so sure the image of Jesus in a manger is intended here. The notion of a child leading, as upside down as it seems, is intended, I think. But there's more to this passage. A shoot shall come out of the stump of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. 
The verses that come right before this say, Look, the sovereign Lord of hosts will lop the boughs with terrifying power. The tallest trees will be cut down. The lofty will be brought low. He will hack down the thickets of the forest with an axe. And Lebanon, with its majestic trees, will fall. And then from one of those stumps, a new branch will grow. The people who wrote about Jesus' birth remembered these verses. They showed how Jesus' earthly ancestry came from Jesse through King David, who may have been one of these, the one who some of these verses originally applied to. Jesus became the ultimate David, the ultimate anointed one. And then there's more. His delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what his eyes see or decide by what his ears hear, but with righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. And he shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth and with the wind breath of his lips he shall kill the wicked. His coming anointed one will be fair and just. His words, not his sword, will be enough to wipe out what is wicked. He'll strike with his mouth. His breath will kill the wicked. Words instead of weapons. And then the unlikely pairing of animals, the wolf and the lamb, the leopard and the goat, the lion and the calf, the bear and the cow, a snake and a baby. Everything is completely out of order. What everyone thought was the way things are, isn't. Peace instead of war. Nature not doing what is natural. A little child leading the whole thing. This is what Advent is about. Anticipating the coming of the one who changes what is. And what is for us today what is happening, as we hope along the way? Violence, war, poverty, disease, anger, deception, racism, bigotry, selfishness, greed, hypocrisy, hate, self-importance, self-righteousness, rejection. And today's reading reminds us of the hope for a new way of being and thinking and living Helpfulness, peace, prosperity, health, kindness, acceptance, sharing, generosity, humility, acceptance, welcome. I think I said acceptance twice, so let's do it doubly. In this morning's reading, this afternoon's reading, whenever you're listening, the invitation for more getting ready, looking forward to what God is doing what can be in the world? Can we look forward and prepare to celebrate with hope? Or will we continue to laugh at what seems to be absurd? Hope coming from destruction. Unlikely allies being led by the little child, child of promise, child of peace. Amen. <laughs>